Hello everyone, I'm Yvonne Edoutu and this is Beautiful My Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Beautiful My Podcast. How are you doing? So in today's episode, I have with me a lead travel consultant and CEO of Nigerians Travel Tool, which is a travel tours company that launched in 2016. The CEO is also a HR consultant turned travel consultant and is a wife, a mother of three adorable kids, and is passionate about breaking travel barriers for everyone and inspiring many to achieve their most adventurous travel dreams. Join me in welcoming doing elizabeth aguola on the show welcome doing <laughs> hello hi everyone how are you doing i'm fine thank, thank you, you for having me on <laughs> oh thank you for agreeing to come on the show that was a that's an honor on its own so how are you doing thanks. how's today going i'm well thank you i'm well thank you so if my listeners are wondering where i know doing from doing and i go way back to some how many almost 20 years <laughs> we met in <laughs> And I was just telling her how the last time I heard her voice was 16 years ago. Just imagine that. But hey, thank God for Instagram, yep. for social media, being able to... Absolutely. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like 16 years. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. But thank God for that. So I want to know, um, why do you travel? Well, um, my, the question is, should be broken down into two, re- into two parts. Okay. Personally, I travel because it's my form of escape. It's um, it's a way of escaping my reality. It's a way of me relaxing. It's a way for me to discover new things. It's a way for me to learn. I totally enjoy learning on travel, whereby you hear about people's cultures. You hear this is how we do it here. And you're like, oh, wow, this is how we do ours. So through travel, I've got to integrate myself with so many cultures, so many here and there languages as well, you know. And for me, it's an escape from my reality, which is I'm away from my kids, I'm away from my family life, and I'm just here as a nobody trying to integrate into this whole new uh, space. The other part of my travel, it's mainly for work, whereby I go out to this new country, these countries to explore, to, 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 to create a story, to come tell our home for everyone. And in telling my story, the hope is to inspire you to want to go to that same place. So I travel for two reasons. One, my escape, and two, to create a story for my, um, for my people, my clients and their friends. And you don't even have to be a client. You could be a follower who just wants an inspiration for a destination. You're free to book it yourself. I don't have to, you don't have to be one of my clients to be inspired by my, by my blogs or by my um, Insta posts, Insta stories, no. But the whole idea is to inspire people to travel. So I sacrifice myself to travel, to come back home to inspire you to travel. Oh, nice. I like that. I like the fact that you talked about a story because that's what I see. I follow certain travel blogs and I'm always just interested in seeing these countries through their eyes and and just exploring the country. Even though I'm right here, still in Nigeria on my bed, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> okay, if I go to Dubai, this is what I'm going to do. So now this is what you're gonna do when you go. <laughs> I know. And sometimes I even write stuff down, like in my notepad, like make sure you, you know, you do this whenever you find yourself in this place. So why 
Okay. Why did you start Nigerians Travel? To? Why did you see it important to start your own travel company? Okay. So, um, this is another twist. <laughs> I didn't actually start Nigerians Travel to, for the sake of um, I want to inspire Nigerians to travel more or anything. Okay. In 2016, my friends and I had just come back from Agadir in Morocco okay. and we wanted to share our Instagram pictures. And um, one of my friends was like, oh, people these days, they'll take pictures, they'll put hashtag this, hashtag that. Wait, so let's find our own hashtag. So I was like, okay, let's be hashtag Nigerians travel to after all, we're Nigerians, even though we might be British people traveling around. So I searched on Instagram and the, um, the, the name was available. Okay. The, the account name was available. I just opened it and I was posting my friends and nice pictures mm. till I started seeing a lot of people on my feed okay. using the hashtag Nigerians travel to. And I was like, oh, hang on. This stuff does really exist. And then people start to DM me, hi, we want to go here, we want to go there. I'm like, okay, I'm not a travel company. We're just playing. This is what we're doing. Yes, I plan travel for people on a smaller scale for my friends and all. And this is not what I was thinking of. Any which ways, I had to grow very fast. I had to do a crash course to learn how Instagram worked. I had to learn how hashtag worked. I had to literally learn about so many things because I would get messages. Hi, can you please feature my pictures? Hi, can you this? And I'm like, okay, this is not what I signed up for. So I had to grow very fast. And along the way, because I'd always been traveling anyways, Mm. but I was inspiring my circle. And this platform allowed me to have a larger audience to inspire it became a case whereby I even ended up abandoning this, my friends that I opened the page because of, because I became more busy than I expected. Mm-hmm. I found myself having to struggle with full-time work between okay. receiving calls from all over the world. Oh, wanna, what, what, what do, what, when is your next trip? Um, how, how can I get to this country? What do I do there? So I found myself blogging. I found myself struggling really with work and all. So in 2017, because I was a contractor, so I would work for three months, travel, work for three months, travel. So I just didn't sign up for another role. I just immersed myself into travel. And then we got a, we got a full attention from Nigeria. So January 2017, which is actually, which year are we in? 19, I lied. So last year, January, yeah. I went to Nigeria. I registered the business in Nigeria. I opened the account in Nigeria. I pretty much extended the hands and love to Nigeria. We also opened an office as well in Nigeria okay. and um, to cater for the larger audience because we realized, oh, Nigeria is actually getting the vibes even more than people here in the UK. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, that is how that's Nigerians travel to was born. Places. Well, that's really Sorry, what did you say? I said Nigeria is a hot spot. So we're always willing to travel to different places. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And, you know, the way it works is... There, there are two types of Nigerians. There's the old Nigerians and there's a new wave of Nigerians. Ooh, the old Nigerians are the ones that will go to the UK, US, Schengen, States, um, um, South Africa, like the, in Dubai, like the famous places. But the new wave of Nigerians, they've seen enough of those places and they want new places. So okay. it's the job of people like us to discover these new places for them and inspire them to go. They're not likely to pack their bags and say they want to go to Tunisia tomorrow. But with my experience in the last one week and the stories I've, I've covered, you're likely to be like, oh, hang on. This place is cool. I want to go. 
So that is the new wave of Nigerians. They are more willing to try when they when they are guided. They are more willing to try. That's that's really good. So um, from hearing what you said about your job and how you started the company, so I presume it wasn't a hard decision for you to just decide not to sign up for a new and and contract year with the company. I just decided. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't actually. It wasn't actually. It, it was difficult in the sense like. Um, you know, when you're used to seeing your paycheck weekly and then, you know, because uh, on Friday, you remember, oh, hang on, I'm not getting paid on Friday. Oh, shit. And then <laughs> you have to work double harder with whatever you're doing. So that was the only um, challenge I faced, but it was a natural decision because I didn't even, by the time my contract finished, I just said to myself, oh, let me use this week to plan out all of these trips, um, all of these people's, um, people's, because I, I all the custom trips we're getting was so high. I said, you know what, I'll use this week to finish all of it. And by the time I finished all of it, got paid. I'm like, oh, okay. New ones came through the next week. I'm like, oh, okay. So I got so busy in the first one month after my contract finished that I didn't actually realize that I'd not, I started applying for jobs. So it's probably when, when the season got low and I got broke. I'm like, oh, hang on. I don't have a job. What's going on? Oh, oh. <laughs> then I had to start thinking of more things to do, more ways to... Um, inspire people so they can go to those places and so I can get paid, you know? Yes, Absolutely. So what was the first country you ever visited and your favorite memory of that place? Well, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to add, I, would, I wouldn't want to say my first country is the United Kingdom because okay. I relocated here, but it is actually my first country. It was my first time traveling abroad as well, 16 mm-hmm. years ago. Um, so I wouldn't want to say my fondest memories come from the United Kingdom because I, it became home. Yeah. So it's very, (laughs) yes. So it's very strange for me to have any, oh, my fondest memory is this because it's not something that has left because it's something I'm living in now. That's true. But if I was to look at my first travel, it was to Milan. It was to Milan in Italy with my mom 15 years ago. My mom is actually an avid traveler as well. Nice. I don't know who is the, I don't know who is the, I don't know who is the, I don't know who to give the crown for a travel, my mother or myself. She's so as bad. You, so, well, you see, you got the jeans for like, it might, it, might, it might be, I think what it is, is maybe not hereditary, but um, the fact that I was able to get the support at a young age, like I made my first travel when I was uh, 18 Mm-hmm. I traveled to New York at 18 and, you know, it was a natural decision. I just said, mom, I want to go. And she did not even question, oh, where are you staying? What are you doing? Who is there? <laughs> she didn't do any of those. She just said, okay, that's fine. Um, have fun. How long are you spending? You know, that was the, so that gave me the platform to know that I had the freedom to go anywhere I wanted to go. However, my first trip was with her. Okay. 15 years ago, she just called me that day. I would not forget. Oh, hello, Joey. Oh, there's a cheap ticket to Milan. Uh, two pounds. Do you want to go? Wow. I'm like, pounds? okay, really? let's go then. It was two pounds. And my mom booked it. And she said, I said, mom, what about hotel? Well, when we get there, we'll find one. I'm like, okay, no problem. Since, yeah, my mother, you know better. <laughs> we got to we got to Milan and we spent all day searching for hotels. It was all so expensive. So I remember going to a hotel and the guy goes, it's 200 euros per night. And my mom and I looked at each other like, uh, 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 we're not here for that. And the guy goes, this is Milano, baby. Everything expensive. I said, hey, <laughs> mommy, 
we have entered it today. So we had a, we had familiar voices, Nigerian people. So we went to go meet them. So they directed us to a cheap a cheap hotel. You know when you spent all all day being stressed, we should have checked yeah. into this hotel. And on checking into this hotel, we slept for like three hours. Okay. My mom just woke me up. Do it, do it, do it, do it. We're about to miss our, our flight. Let's leave. Oh, so wow. we we just I just packed my bags and ran out. We ran out of the hotel together. Yeah. And I'm like. The, 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 the darkness of day is different from the darkness at night. Oh, wow. You'd feel it. Oh, wow. So I just stopped somebody on the road. Is it 8 p.m. or 8 a.m.? The guy said it's 8 p.m. I said, Mommy, we've only slept for three hours. Can we, can we go back to our hotel? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> really? No, it was, it was actually the fact that we were so tired from we're so exhausted. Okay, the whole place. Your flight. I know. And we rested, we rested for three, just for three hours. And that was enough to make ah. you feel like you're for five years. <laughs> um, That's your yeah, so it's one of those. For now, yes, we still laugh about it. Like even when we travel together, my mom was like, uh, it's time to go. I'm like, eh, eh, let me check my own phone first. <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> so now, and how many countries have you visited? Now, that question, eh? I still, it's a question I, I get asked all the time and the, and, the, and the right thing to do is to sit down and count. Oh, really? But my problem you is... Never counted it. <laughs> I, have, I have actually never counted and I'll tell you why. Okay. A country like Morocco, for example, I've been there nine times. Mm. How do I count that? How do I quantify it? Mm. A country like Italy, I've been there maybe 10 times, even though I go to different, st- different cities. Oh, that's true. But because I go to a lot of places so many times repeatedly so it makes it difficult for me to count but if i was to do an estimate a mental estimate mm-hmm. not counting the state maybe just countries i would say maybe 40 wow. i would say just about that but that's me not counting the cities or how many times i've been to one particular country mm-hmm. but if i was to do a tally on travel i would say when a month of june and I've done 16 travels already. Wow, Doni. You need to just put me in your handbag. I really want to travel. <laughs> For well, it's well, easier to travel. It's easier to travel in your capacity because you're traveling for leisure. But it's not in my capacity because whilst people are eating, work, I know. I'm covering it. I'm harnessing the environment. I'm looking out for, mm, will, my, will, my, will my clients enjoy this food? You know, sometimes I'm, I'm forcing myself to try new things because I want to be sure it's what I can recommend. That's true. So not- whilst you are relaxing, I'm being very spoiled about your choices. Like, I don't want. <laughs> you, you're busy. I can't. I can't. I have to think about it like, mm, let me try it. Maybe I can tell everyone later, oh, you would love it, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. Now I'm, seeing, now I'm seeing your job through your eyes, you know? It's always nice when I see your pictures on Instagram and hear you at them, I'm like, ah, don't use balling. See your pictures, looking all good. And... <laughs> but yeah, they're scouts looking for images. We should start recording the background, the background of most of the pictures you see. <laughs> I know, because a lot of times people don't know what goes on. Even for all these bloggers, like they're also colorful and all. But then, no, it's not. Now, now I'm thinking about we, your job. We sell you, we sell you, we sell you the colors. The colors, <laughs> right? That's why you. That's why you catfish us. You get us in, and we're like, no, we have to go to this place. It's nice. <laughs> okay, yeah. so what what are these travel barriers you hope to help people overcome? I know you mentioned 
mentioned that as one of the reasons why you decided to start the company, you know, yes. to give people inspiration yes. and all. So what are these travel barriers, especially for Nigerians? Now that you have a company in Nigeria, why are you okay. us spe- specifically and how can you help with these travel barriers? Okay, so the first travel barrier, which is not seen mm-hmm. because it's embedded in our DNA, is the barrier of um, not being open-minded. Okay. We still get people wherever you say to them, oh, let's go to Lebanon. And they look at you and say, Lebanon, go for bid. Lebanon that is filled with those Lebanese children begging for money. And you look at them and you're like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? <laughs> like, have you, like, you know, it, 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 the, the shock. So half of the time, I'm like, look at this. Look at my pictures. Look at what we did there. And you're like, oh, okay. I mean, for example, I have a, I have a birthday group that's supposed to happen next month. And it's supposed to be a surprise party and they didn't tell the, the, the people surprising the person just spoke with their, the person's mom mm. to, this week to say, oh, we're taking your daughter to Lebanon. And the mother started crying, oh, why would you take my daughter to Lebanon? Mm. There are sex slaves there. There are this there. Mm. There is war. And I've had to call the woman myself. I don't know her, but I've had to spend half an hour convincing her like, mama, calm down. It's not what it was. And it's the same thing with so many other countries, even Morocco. Morocco has now got its presence. But yes. when I started selling Morocco three years ago, when you say Morocco, people will look at it like, Mo what? Mo who? Now, that so is the perception. Have gone and it's so colorful now. It's like, okay. It's so colorful now that, that I, I sell Morocco every month now. Like, that is how much people want to go now. So it's that thing of educating Nigerians about some certain destinations. Like, guys, calm down. It's not, don't take the story of one person. Just take the story of the media. Okay. See for yourself. Open-minded to explore. That is like the first barrier. Second barrier is the barrier of visas. That's true. Our, I, thought, I thought passport was going to be the first barrier because our, our Nigerian passport is a barrier on its own. But yeah, okay, let's go. To well... That. I would say the open-mindedness is the first barrier because half of these countries, you don't need a visa to go to, but they don't want to go there. That is why I'm not making visas first. Visas are a problem to, so, to certain destinations, but there are still some that your passports can take you to. But the question is, are Nigerians open-minded enough to go to those destinations? No. So if you're ready and open-minded to go to anywhere, like, you know what, I'll just go, I'll just go with the flow. You will travel. But if you are embedded in, if it's not America, USC, this one, you are not going to go anywhere. <laughs> because the visa, is a, the visa challenge is there. It can't be sorted unless... I was speaking to another travel company yesterday and um, we're talking about group trips. And she said, I can only guarantee myself my visa. I'm the only one that can guarantee my visa. Any other person has to guarantee themselves their visa. And we laughed about it. Like, <laughs> you're supposed to be planning for their visas. She said, yes now, but it's only me I know they can give visa because I am me. I am not them. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So it's a challenge on its own. And what we tend to do is we tend to guide our clients. We tend to um, give them any supporting documentation they need. And with Nigeria, Nigerians are so... Um, a lot of Nigerians are very gullible. They say, I can get you visa for 100000 and you pay. I can this, and you pay. Uh, people ask me, how much do you do Schengen visa? I tell them I don't, because I don't print your visa out for you in the consulate. Mm-hmm. 
How much do you do US visa? I don't because I don't print it out. Okay, how much would you pay to guide? I answer you back. I don't fill forms. You fill your form yourself. So what exactly are you paying me for? I like to know what are you paying me for? For speaking to you, if you want me to charge for speaking to you, I can't quantify the cost for my saliva. (laughs) But I can speak to you for free. Okay. So I do a lot of free consultations for people for visas. And I say to them, if you want UK, US, Schengen, the biggest problem Nigerians have, especially Nigerians that don't have a job, that don't have unpaid employment, that are in business, is the fact that they don't have a source of monthly sustenance reflecting. That's true. They don't have a source of monthly sustenance reflecting. So a lot of us are into businesses and we think, okay, money is entering, money is coming out. Mm-hmm. The UK man does not know that. The US man does not know that. But if you are paying yourself salary from yes. your business account into your personal account every month, that is your salary. I can see it as a visa man to see this is what she earns. So yes. people just need to be educated on how this visa process works. And Nigerians could be very lazy sometimes. And I understand. I could be very lazy too. That's why I've not gone to China. I have to apply for visa to China. That's why I've not gone. Yes. You know? <laughs> That's why I've not gone. I said, I understand the need for Nigerians to be lazy, but the honest truth is, if you want these visas, if you plan early, you can get it. Okay. If you want three visas in four months, you start from January. By April, you'll have the four visas. But no, we want to come and visit in our house. So visa barrier. Okay. Yes, green passport is a problem. But whatever it is, there is still, a sol- there's still light at the end of the tunnel. It's do not a total blockade. Do passports to all these countries? Do you travel? No. No, I don't. No, I don't. But there are some countries I will use my Nigerian passport to, like Lebanon. But no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. If I try that, then it would be more difficult and more expensive for me to That's do this true. job. That's true. So you can just wake up and be like, oh, hey, I'm going to what country? Egypt. And you don't need, I don't yes. need visas to Egypt. But Nigeria, our passport is not quite useful. So the passport barrier is a issue. <laughs> I know a lot of times. It's uh, well, the passport. What the passport barrier does is it doesn't give Nigerians spontaneity. Yes. It doesn't give Nigerians spontaneity, but you can still travel. It just doesn't give spontaneity. It doesn't. Yes, you can't wake up and say, "Ah, this place I feel like going because I want to go and eat rice there." No, you can't. <laughs> you you can. say to yourself, "In three months' time, I can go there." Yes, you can. I know. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. So yes. So what are the travel hacks you have learned over the past years? I mean, I'm looking at hacks from like cheaper tickets to picking a hostel over a hotel. What do you not necessarily, not necessarily. I mean, not necessarily do hotel or hostels have to be cheaper. Well, one of the first ways to make your travel cheap is make sure you have a partner to pair with if you can. Okay. If you can have a partner, find a group to join. Ooh. And if you cannot find a group to join or find a partner to pair with, just take mm-hmm. your big girl life or big boy life and pay solo. Because, for example, a hotel that is 100,000 naira, if it's two of us, that's 50k each. Each, okay. It does, it, hack, hack, hack does not go beyond that for starters. Okay. You know? <laughs> and um, there are, yes, hotel, hostels could be nice, but they could be unsafe sometimes. I've heard stories of people being robbed in, host, in hostels. Hostel. So it also depends on what hostels you're going for as well. Um, for hotels, as I said, pairing is awesome. If you cannot find who to pair with, 
then it's what it is. You have to pay what you have to pay. Uh, booking well in advance is really awesome, which is okay. where this whole spontaneity cannot work as well. It's not only about Nigerians, it's for all of us, you know. Um, for ticketing, if you want to book your tickets tomorrow for your travel tomorrow, then you'll mm. pay the fare. But if you're booking up to three three months in advance, then you're good. There are certain days of the week that you should book tickets. It ends up being cheaper, like a Tuesday, um, because that is when airlines would have rounded up with their um, flights for the week. So sometimes wow. you get it cheaper. I keep hearing that. I keep hearing check on Tuesdays. And I'm like, why? What's yes. on Tuesday? Yes. So by Tuesday, the airline will already have an idea of how many seats they have available. Okay. So if they don't end up selling those seats, it will be a loss for them technically. So they rather make it cheap than not sell. Okay. The other thing, the other thing I learned recently is clearing your cash on your computer or your phone mm-hmm. because it picks up your cookies. So if you're searching for something, just find out that what was three hundred naira now has now become four hundred naira. The computer knows you're watching and it does some manipulation. So just clear it and start over again you will find that 300 Naira again. <laughs> so that happens sometimes as well. Um, yeah, as I said, the group travel, you where you can buying share the tickets straight from the airline. Do you recommend you, like when you want to book a flight, booking straight from it varies. using... It varies. It varies. Yeah. I, would say, I would say don't be rigid, shop around. Okay. So search Sky Kispana, Opodo, search all of them, then go to the airline to compare. Okay. Like, you would find sometimes, for, for example, I've always found Etihad cheaper on their website compared to them Skyscanner and them lot. And the same way, I find Skyscanner cheaper than South Africa Airways website. Uh-huh. So it's a whole, um, it's the whole compare. I, I don't sit down on one place to search for tickets, mm-hmm. and I don't depend on travel agents as well for tickets. I I shop around. I would send messages to all the travel agents I know, and at the same time, I'm searching myself. I'm taking airline directly so you just search around don't yes. don't be in a hurry for your travel if you want it the best deal you sit down with it sit down. okay thank you for that so now i know about the tuesday at least now i've confirmed why tuesday is such a big deal i know about that clearing of cash because typically companies always have the cookies policy we accept cookies we keep it on, on the yes system. So just check it out for anything I look even if, even when you talk about flights. When I check my ads now on Instagram, I'm sure I'll see different ads about some flights and all that. Uh-huh. System is all free. <laughs> anyway, so what is one thing you must do when you're on one of your tours? Every country you visited, how many times you've gone back? What's that my- what I must do. Yeah. I must explore their food. Really? <laughs> I it's very important. I think you we it's strictly, oh, I only like Niger food. Never, never. Even if the food looks like shit, I must try it because I need to tell you about it. So I must try their food. I must try their nightlife. Yes. It's very, Nigerians love to party. So for me, if I don't try the nightlife of the country I've gone to, I've failed, I've failed my clients because oh. if they ask me, does the place groove? Well, if I tell them I only went there to sleep, then you know it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So make no matter how tired I am, yeah. No matter how tired I am, even if it's for an hour, I would see what the nightlife looks like. I would see what the streets look like. So the basic, the important things I do then. I also, I I always make sure I see, I see the country from the top. Okay. I try my best to find the observatory deck of any country I go to, so I can see the country from the top from the top view. Okay. Um, what else is obligatory? 
I make sure I see the city's landmark. Mm. So every country has its landmark, as its, you know, when you just took a photo behind it, they don't need to ask, where are you? <laughs> you know, one of, that is one of the important things I do. So for, for Paris, for example, I'll make sure I have a picture with the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. For Morocco, for example, I'll make sure there's a picture with their doors or their Zali walls. Um, for Tunisia, I noticed it was mostly about the doors. So really, for every country, there's something unique and peculiar about them. And those peculiar features I try to harness. Because I don't like people to see pictures of a country I've gone to and say, where is this? I wanted to see it and be like, could this be, could this that be? Then you just exactly. Nice. Yeah, so those are, the, those, those are the obligatory things I do in every country I go to. <laughs> okay. And so what is the country you visited that's a must-visit place for anyone and everyone? One country you recommend. If it's one place I have to go in my lifetime, which country would you recommend from the countries you visited? Oh, Lord. That's a difficult one. You're asking a greedy person that question. <laughs> yeah. Because because for me, I love every country I've been to, <laughs> except the country that says no visa for Nigerians. It's such countries are only countries that I would not love based on based on anger based for on my <laughs> people. <Nice. laughs> um a picture must build in your lifetime. Oh gosh, that's a difficult one. That's tough. Maybe not. Maybe not visiting your life, but maybe a place I just have a, I just have a strong, um, I just have a strong thing for. I would say, the thing. That, okay, let's say it this way. I'm I'm a lover of tradition. I love okay. preserved culture. I love I love when you know you're modern, but at the same time you still keep your values and culture. And for me, two countries, I've been able to do that for me. Morocco. Yeah. All right. It's modern and at the same time it's preserved. Nice. The deserts are intact, the mountains, the waterfalls, and at the same time you get the city life, you get the vibe, you know, it gives me everything. Another country is Indonesia, Bali. Oh, nice. It's preserved. Through every modernity, you still find your greenery, you still find it looking also natural. Like, you know, you're driving to like the temples and you're going on unpaved roads. It's not like they've, because it's now touristic, let's change it. You know, it still gives that feel. Okay. So I, I, I have a tie between the both countries. Okay. But because I've, done, I've visited Morocco more, I would yeah. say because I can go to Morocco in my sleep. Morocco <laughs> is not a place I have to think about. I just, you know, move like a local. So oh, I would wow. say because of maybe Morocco will go ahead. Morocco will be ahead. Okay, everyone. Anybody listening? Morocco is that country you all need to visit. Do you have any tips or tricks to traveling with a budget for the Nigerian working class? Okay. So that question you asked me is a very, very um, interesting one. So when people ask me, this, let me tell you the lines of Nigerians. Hi, I wish to travel, but I want nothing fancy. Hi, I wish to travel, but I don't want anything expensive. Hi, I want to travel, but I want something that is within um, a certain amount. Okay. My next question is, <laughs> expensive is relative. Okay. If I do not have your budget, I would not know what is expensive to you. So because you. what is expensive to Yvonne is not what is expensive to me. That's you can true. say, oh, 300 pound hotel, I can, I can afford it. For me, I would say, lie, lie, it has to be 100 pound hotel. So how do we quantify expensive? So it's about our budget. And trust me, every country has its budget. 
So when people say, oh, so when you ask me, I tell you, I need to know your budget. So I know if it's Idomi Hills, your money will carry you to. Or if your money will just drop you off at Lagos Airport. Or if your money will drop you in the next bus stop. You know, I crack such jokes based on people's budgets. <laughs> so if you tell me, I've had someone say to me, um, I want to go on honeymoon. My husband and I want to go to Dubai. What is your budget? You're telling me 400 k is your budget for two of you for one week. When I hear such, I'm like, okay, madam, madam, <laughs> your flight alone is 200k, non-stop flight, mm-hmm. yeah, um, non-direct flight. So if you're going on Rwanda Air or Egypt, that is already your flight money. So please, sir, ma, where do you intend to sleep on the road? What about the visa to get there? Mm-hmm. So there are some countries that already have a fixed amount. So I know like, okay, for, 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 for Dubai, for example, yes. if you want a four-star breakfast, good life, yeah. with basic tours, you need at least... 450 to 480,000 naira on a, on a minimum to go there. If you're not telling me for two people, you want that, it's questionable. So for Nigerians, I would say every, everybody's money can get them somewhere. It's a matter of where they want to go. That's true. And instead of you going to um, um, Nigerians to say, oh, I want to travel for cheap, instead of you hammering on that cheap, 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 why not add money for two trips together? Mm-hmm. and do one sensible trip that will make you happy. Because I, for starters, I don't do budget travel. Okay. I'm not a, bu- I'm not a, budget, um, I'm not a budget traveler. Okay. So when I do my package, it's on a minimum of four-star four star hotels. Nice. So if you're going to ask me for a three-star hotel as a custom person, like come to me as an inquiry to say, mm-hmm. I want to travel, I, want, I make you sign a disclaimer okay. to say, Three star is below our company standard. It's what you've chosen. And on getting there, if it's nothing to do, if it's nothing to make you happy, you cannot come back to us on it. So you have to sign that disclaimer. Oh, wow. Because I can vouch for four stars. I can vouch for three stars. And if you insist your money will carry to three star, do not call me when you get there and say, see where you booked for me. I'm sorry, you booked it for yourself. It's you know me. I can vouch for four. I can vouch for five, for four, for three. So... So for working class people, I would say for a good travel to a most most reasonable destination, you need between five hundred to seven hundred for a reasonable travel. Yes, okay. that is what you will need for a reasonable trip. That will, you will not be like I left my fine bed to go and suffer on a bed with bed bugs. And that's and that's four star hotel rating, right? That's using your- that is four star hotel. Yes, that is on a basic. With visa, with flight, with with accommodation, not solo traveling. This is probably you sharing with someone else. Oh, not, okay. not even solo. Mm, well, maybe for five days versus seven days. You know, with reduced days. Okay. With reduced days, you know, we're not talking about the duration yet. So, if you're sharing, I would say maybe that five hundred to seven hundred based on sharing for a whole week's holiday. Okay. But if you're not sharing, if you want solo, for that same value of accommodation, maybe four days, five days, you should be able to get for the same price, yes. Okay. Because remember, a room that is 500 pounds, mm-hmm. if you're sharing it by two, that is 250. That's and if you're by yourself, 500 times seven, that is double 500, that is double 250 times seven. Nice. Okay. That's yes. <laughs> so if you, and if someone just comes to ask you, okay, I really want to travel to Morocco, I don't have the money right now. How long do you think someone should save up to be able to travel? Like, how? What's like the duration? You take? It, it, dep- it depends. It depends on what they. It depends on what they. Right now, and it like, depends on what they earn. 
It depends on what they earn because I would not expect you to earn 100,000 naira and receive 100,000 naira. Do you get what I mean? That's true. But what I tend to do is for my packages, we release it usually six months to travel. Okay. Only time we don't release our packages six months to travel is the only times you'll find us doing that is when we already have people on ground and we just want to open it to other people. But when we're introducing a new package, we have nothing less than six months is what we used to advertise. And we allow instrumental payments whereby you sign up with a deposit of 150,000 naira. Okay. It's usually not refundable, so you have to think first before you come. You deposit that, and then you have the flexibility to pay every month oh. up till a month to your travel date. Nice. So we don't just say pay now and go. So for most of our group travel, we give you up to six weeks to travel, six weeks to one month to travel okay. to finish your payment. So if you earn 300000 and you want to travel, give yourself six months. Save Save 150,000 every month. And in six months, you would have more than enough to go on that trip and come back without wondering, hey, well, I finished all my money. Because you have to think about that as well. You don't want to come back and you don't want to come back and be I'm stressed from coming back because you've come back to no money. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. So typically one to six months to save up and get set for the trip. I like that. Yes. So some people, some, some clients or potential clients may have concerns about healthcare or security on during this travel or travel blocks. How do you address that? How do you address this concerns? Because when you're traveling or um, you're going to a familiar place, like maybe you have family in the US or UK or you're going to these countries, you know, okay, you're with a family member. When you're traveling somewhere foreign with other people and it's a travel to a company, who's responsible for like security, healthcare, just in case um, emergency and all that? Number one, yes, their travel insurance. We do not take on travels without travel insurance. And back to my disclaimer, if you do, you should travel without a travel, a travel insurance. Mm-hmm. You send a message, you send a letter, you send an email with your name there to say whatever happens to you is on you because you've insisted on not getting one. Okay. We also get them to fill out health questionnaires before we okay. travel and travel agreement forms, which binds us to say you're on your trip by yourself and pretty much if you decide to misbehave on the, in the country, you're representing yourself, not the company. Mm-hmm. So as much as it's a good travel, we have to protect every members of the travel because That's we true. don't want a case whereby we get to a country like Thailand, for example, one person decides to carry drug on our head oh, and the trip, is, the trip is something for others. I say to people, if you do something that is against, the trip continues. You are the one that will not continue. There is no solidarity. There is no... The trip continues. Those people are paid to travel this far. You are paid to mess yourself up, not others. So we have their travel agreement form, their next of kin information. So at at that point, that is what we're handing over to the authorities in whatever country. So so everybody traveling with us should feel secure. They should feel like they're individuals, even though it's a group trip. They should not feel like we'll be judged based on this person's behavior. The trip continues. Mm -hmm. And with regards to your health... We usually provide a brochure before our trip that has the nearest healthcare, the nearest to the hotel or to the, the, the contact numbers, everything you need, we provide it as well, mm-hmm. all the information before, before any trip. And we also recommend for people to also check as well before they travel. Because as much as it's a group travel, we're not babysitters. We're <laughs> traveling with adults. Yeah. And we expect everybody to be responsible for themselves. Yeah. So we are only traveling for cost-sharing purposes. We're traveling for facility purposes. We're not traveling as a group because we want to follow each other like pack of flies. No. In short, I usually, after each tours, I encourage, after, I encourage the bus is either taking us to the hotel 
or it's going to leave you here. You pick okay. where you want to be. And people will say like, I want to stay here and explore more. I'll find okay. my way home. Okay. That is what we like to encourage. Not six o'clock, we must all go now, now, now. No. Mm-hmm. Once the tours are over, do not feel obliged to come back. To, do not feel obliged to go for dinner with the group because we make such optional as well. We don't put dinner in our packages. Okay. So you get people saying, oh, well, we're going to Chinese. You get people saying, oh, we're going to Indian. You get people picking different restaurants and you just go with the food you feel like eating. Versus okay. going with the group and then you're like, oh, I don't want to eat this food. No. So we don't pack okay. ourselves like flies. You always have to go with them. You always travel with the group you... You're taking to I do not. I do not always travel with the group. I go with, with groups. Mm, okay. Our, propo- our proportion is one to ten, so okay. we have to compose really provide a guide. Uh, uh, a guide like when I mean guide, one of my people. One we of have to provide okay. a guide. If we have less, if we have up to ten people, if we have less than ten people, we'll provide a local guide in that country to be with them. Okay. If there are above twenty, I personally have to be there. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> you have the whole yes. city going with you. That's very... Yes. <laughs> so, I, unless it's a country I feel like going, like Lebanon, we had less than seven people. And I went because I felt like going to Lebanon. Like going- I was going to Dubai for a conference. So, I just stopped in Lebanon, played with them for two days, and then went for my conference in Dubai. So, mm-hmm. such things I don't mind doing if I've not been there before. But if it's a, new, if it's a country, for example, Brazil now... Um, it was an, it, it's happening again next February. Um, we're for the carnival last this year, and we're going to go again next year. If we have less than twenty people, I'm not obliged to go. Okay. But if we have twenty people, I would go, even if it's just for three days. It's only respectful to for me to go honor the big group. Nice. Ah, hey, Dori, this is really nice. I'm I'm enjoying myself. I hope you're enjoying. It. <laughs> I'm enjoying this conversation. <laughs> It just—I just keep thinking about. Okay, I need to be on one of these groups. I need to pick one country. You to- totally, totally should because it's not exactly about travel. Okay. It's about the networking. Yeah. It's not just That's about travel. Country. It's not just the case of we're traveling. Uh, we're just going. Let me tell you about the reason why I have to be there. I can handle. I can handle the crowds. I can get them to integrate and socialize. I can't trust anybody to do it unless I'm sending two people, whereby they're splitting into ten, ten. Yes. And I'd rather not. I can handle 20 people where I'm like, ah, how are you doing? What are you up to? And most of my clients, I do have a one-to-one conversational relationship with them before the trips. Okay. So I'm the main connection between all my clients okay. and others. So I'm the one that'll be like, ah, is it not you that said that you do this when you get to Brazil? So why are you not doing it now? And you'll be like, ah, you remember? Really? And you know, and the next person is like, oh, really? He said so. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, he did. When he was signing up, he said he would do this. Ah, I want to do it with you too. And you know, the gist just flows. We play games together. Oh, we do a lot of laughing. A lot. Oh, we, and I, I always ensure there's snacks on our bus. Oh, we ensure, also ensure there's alcohol on our bus as well. We ensure people are having fun. Fun. The whole idea is the escape. We don't want you to be, this is who I am in Nigeria. This is who I am in my house. No. Be who you wish to be on the trip. Just come and have fun. Let's get to know you. What do you do? What business do you do? So we do a lot of that as well. It's not just about fun. We hear about people's businesses. We patronize each other. We exchange business cards. We do have opportunities to actually sell products to each other as well. Nice. So the 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 the, the, the in short, there was a trip where we took a trip. Um, is ever a trip? A Brazil trip, for example. We yeah. had a very important person on that trip, and I didn't even know. Because his wife signed up. I never spoke to him for once. Like, he's a top ogre. Top ogre. So, in case your listeners are listening, let me not go and call his name. He's a top ogre. 
in, 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 the whole of, in the whole of West Africa. So I didn't know. One of our other clients just saw him. He got to Brazil before the group. Greeted him and said, ah, how are you doing? So I looked at them like, how did you know each other? And he said, I've got a contract with your company. I said, oh, really? He said, yes, that we're still at a meeting together last week. Keep funny, he told me he was coming to Brazil. We would have just laughed about it that we're coming together on this trip. And what the guy said to me was, the contract is been waiting for them to actually extend it. And on that trip between us, it, it, it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. Okay. Because they spent a lot of time together. Yeah. They spent a lot of time together, interacting and all. And, you know, it was a no-brainer. So we get, we get one of those. And the other thing, the other, the other good part is you don't actually necessarily have to be one of our clients to join us. Whilst we're in Brazil, someone just DM'd us to say we popped up on his feed. And he's also in Brazil right now. Can he join us? And I sent him our location. He came to meet us and his one day with us is like, oh my gosh, please. I need to know where your next trip is. I never actually knew something like this existed. Oh, wow. So I thought we're not just selling markets. We're also spreading the whole let connect. So that is why we ha- that is why our travel is called Connect. Our group travels as his name. It's called Entity Connect, Nigerians Travel to Connect. So we bring people together from Nigeria, from the UK, from the US. The common goal is we're Nigerians and we love to travel. So let's meet via travel. Let's connect via travel. Wow, Doreen. You have answered my next question, which was, how is a travel agency different from other travel agencies? You sold me on it, really. I'm just in my mind. I'm just going to connect. We don't only connect businesses. We also connect friends. friends. We have people that met on our trip in Morocco last year, September. And both of them together, like five and six right now, I'm always seeing them on IG and I'm like, these guys oh need to pay me. We do you get people that even hit it off the ground. Man, woman, relationship, they hit it off the ground. Yes, maybe oh it was cut along the way, but it's not our own problem. But the fact that, <laughs> the fact that they hit it on the trip is enough happiness for us that big- we created a platform for them all to meet. That's, that's so good, Doi. So, so good. When I'm ready to travel, I'll call you. I have your staff number. <laughs> so I was like, Doi, I'll be like all those clients that come with small money and say, budget travel. I'll come ready. <laughs> okay. So now Don't worry. Even with, even with small money, we'll, we'll sort you out. We'll uh, sort you out. We've come a long way. <laughs> I'm like family. Already. But I'm, no, I'm so excited. Yes, so. I'm already thinking yes. about Now that I have some, you know, sometimes you really don't have an idea how these things go. If you're traveling for school, you can do your mm. research about school. And, but when it's for leisure, you start thinking, okay, you start thinking about hotels. You need a direct recommendation. You need someone that has been there. It's, it's different. You're there, for a very, you're there for a very short time. So you really want to maximize your time you really there. Want, why do you want, don't just want to go anywhere? Why do you want to get there and start searching for tours? Why do you want to get there and start searching for what to do? When you, when you, when you can actually just pack your bags, wake, we'll just tell you in the morning, the night after the day. Oh, guys, guys, tomorrow's meetup. Tomorrow's meetup is at, six, is at 7, 7 p.m. at the lobby. That's all you need to know. 7 p.m., we meet up, we go to wherever we need to go to. We've already given you a guide, and in the guide, we've put suggestive outfits, suggestive. We give you a brief of what it is. So you, we don't tell you that there's camera riding and you come up appearing in a skirt. We get you prepared. We tell you what to pack. You know? 
So you don't have to worry about what will I do in the desert. And we always have a free day. We give a, we give a free day. Because sometimes you get to a country and then you realize, oh, I really wish to do this. So we don't choke you. We give you a free day whereby you can either sleep, just sleep, don't wake up. Or you pick up your own thoughts with your own money and say, oh, I want to do this. I want to go skydiving. We don't put those, those crazy things in our packages. So you have the free day to do anything crazy. That's really, really or sleep. Nice. <laughs> That's really nice to have that option. I like the flexibility. So now I want to talk about yeah. business because as, as much as it sounds like fun, you're actually running a company. You're actually an entrepreneur. You have a business. On the business side, what are some things you wish you knew before you started this business? I know you jumped straight from and your contract job to starting a business. Like what are some mm-hmm. things you took your time to understand about running a business, especially running one in Nigeria, considering you live in the UK? Yes. Um, it took me a while to understand the Nigerian culture. So I would say I learned patience. Okay. <laughs> I, learned, I learned patience. Um, on this side of the world, we move very, very fast. Things have done very fast, very quick. And it took me a while to understand why you would ask Nigerians to do this and they would drag and drag and drag and they would literally wait till when it's time to actually get the fireman out to blow the fire. Say a month to the trip, they start rushing up and down. So part of what I've now learned is if you do not adhere to the timescale provided, yes. it's at your risk. Now, it's a case of if you don't go with the date, if I tell you this date and you don't go on that date or two days or three days before or after, it's not me if your visa does not come out. You know, I had a client say to me once, you will serve me. I've paid you. You will serve me. Wow. Those were her lines. So you get those people that make you feel like, wow, am I undercharging for this saving? Because now they're telling me you will serve me. You will serve me to the end of this month when this package is over. Oh my gosh. So I've learned to have lots of disclaimers. Mm-hmm. Lots of, I will try to make it work. Mm-hmm. I'm not a consular. So it's, those are the things I've learned with the business. Like, okay, detach yourself from a lot of things. You are a joiner. You are not the owner. So I can join the visa man with the ticket man with the experience. But mm-hmm. I am not the owner. I can't say, yes, I know someone in the, I have the embassy in my hand. No, if I have the embassy in my hand, I will tell you, even a country like Morocco that we even have the embassy in our hand. Just sometimes they will tell you, we have an influx of Nigerians. So we're not issuing visas for the next one month. We get such. The only place I can say now that, okay, maybe I have in my hand is Tunisia because, yes, we've just met with their tourism board. They're really interested in having Nigerians. So I know for now, yes, we've got Tunisia in our hands. Okay. I would say those are the things I've learned. Okay. I've learned that whole disclaimer, detach, support them versus I will do it. Say I will support you. Those are the things I learned. I learned, very, I learned in a very hard way. I learned with sev- having to do several refunds. Okay. I learned with having to, you know, oh gosh, refunds are painful. And um, I ha- I've had to do a lot of that in the last few months. And it's been a good curve for learning that I wouldn't see myself on the same path the next few months. Again. Okay. So now to your personal life. How do you balance it all? You have a business that involves you traveling. You have a family. You have friends around how do you balance your career and running your family the honest truth is i don't balance it i'm still struggling i don't balance it i do not balance it i just live through it so with my friends i think my friends are the ones that have actually suffered the blow the most because half of the time 
you don't see them half of the time they can't get through to me or um i'm not around so or even my phone i'm constantly on my phone either working or receiving calls or something so for starters what i did this year was i set up another line for them Oh wow! which is where they can reach me and i know that if he rings is my friend calling me not work so i set up a line for them so with that i've been able to speak to them more okay. not as much as i would love to but more this year than maybe once every other month i try really hard to see them i try really hard or i just pray for an event to happen and then we are forced to see each other it's been a real struggle and with family i have to sort childcare out for every time I travel, I have to make sure their uniforms are ready for the week. They've done their homeworks. I've cooked for the week as well for my husband. Like, I have a whole... Once a travel comes my way, I know, okay, let me get my list out. And minus that, I still have to still plan my own life of outfits, uh, pictures, hair, nails. Half of the time, I've, I've even abandoned nails now in my <laughs> program because nails takes about an hour. I don't even have one hour out one of hour. my time. You can so just do buy press-ons, though. They're cheap. Well, Where's the time to even press that one on? <laughs> Where's the time? I'm, I'm supposed to be pressing on, unless I can do it on a flight. So the thing is, I find myself having a lot of time when I'm flying. Only so when I'm flying, time. that is when I do my blogs. So when, okay. when I'm flying, that is when I release all my blogs. That is when my creativity can work when I'm flying. And you have know? time, and there's nowhere you can be walking to at that time. You're stuck with Exactly. You. <laughs> exactly and i'm stuck on the, i'm stuck on the flight and i just work through it i feel like if i sl- i sleep a lot on flights as well don't get me wrong okay. but it just feels like ah if i end up sleeping on a flight i always regret it like oh my god how can i sleep for a whole six hours when i could have been working on this flight <laughs> oh my I'm, gosh doing finish this blog <laughs> you have to rest ah would you sleep well for the really long flights you have to sleep at least. <laughs> Just be wondering, why am I awake for 12 hours, really? That's a lot. So currently, exactly. do you have any travel apps you recommend or any apps you used to? Even if you schedule your meetings, schedule flights, how do you keep a hold on hotel bookings? And do you have any? Not really. I just use the regular Skyscanner, okay. uh, Booking.com. Um, and Google. Google is my best friend. Google for your calendar, right? Even for emails and everything possible. Yes, I, I I don't actually use anything special. I just use a normal Google Mail or the normal web mail. Then I have an assistant, like half of the time, she'll just send me a summary of what my problem is for the day. Okay. So it makes my life easier as well. That's nice. Getting yourself an assistant helps. So you don't get to do everything. You just have to oversee it. No. no, I don't. I have I have someone that handles she handles the social media part. I do my uploads at times, but when I'm okay. when I'm away, I'm so engrossed that I can't actually um, keep up. So she does all of the uploads, all the Insta stories when I'm on a trip. So she'll put it together in a story and upload it whilst I'm on a trip. But when I'm not on a trip, I can do it. But once I'm on a trip, it's going to be a struggle to do all of those, putting it together, the captions, you know? It's a lot of work as well. It's a lot. You know, I did not know that was so much work until I started my podcast. And oh, like, it's that's, a- the, that's my least favorite thing to do in, related to my podcast. It stresses me out thinking about caption, what to write here, what to say there, <laughs> share this. I'm like, oh my God, this is so hard. You, it's easy to talk face to face. But when you have to write it, yes. man, 
put it in a setting no on Instagram <laughs> to keep you oh my no for real I'm out looking for someone that can do that I will pay I don't want to deal with that ever <laughs> <laughs> so now to you what's when what do you do for self-care this is the last question how do what you, did I what sorry what do you do for self-care how do you relax how do you just calm down because you always try um, what do you do to chill yes what do I do to chill? The cinema. I go to the oh, cinema a lot. I love the by cinema. myself. I love going alone too. It's so cool. <laughs> it is. That is my that is my escape when I'm not traveling out of the country. Okay. Once I'm in that darkness, it, it's not even about the movie. It's actually yeah. about the darkness for me. I just want to yeah, be there. Sometimes I just, just sometimes I just sit there and I sleep. Oh, no. sometimes I know. I say sleep. <laughs> sometimes sometimes I'm so exhausted that. The movie doesn't even make sense anymore. It's just a sleep, <laughs> but the darkness is very thera- therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It's not the same darkness in my house. Exactly. I've, I've tried to put up the TV. I've tried to put on the TV and then put up the light. It's not the same. It's not the same. So I relax a lot. I, I relax a lot that way. Um, I relax a lot by. I do a lot of Netflixing as well, even though I'm working. Netflix is going on. I love a lot of Colombian cartel movies. Movies. Those are my. Like those are my. Um, Yes, those are my go-tos. Um, I and I, I use it also to learn Spanish. I use it to learn okay. languages as well. Did you yes. like Queen of the South? I've just I've just um, been excited, <laughs> happy that the, the next one has come up. So yes, yes. it's one of my yes. favorites. That's a good show. You can call you can call me Teresita. Hey, Teresita. <laughs> I used to <laughs> when I was in the US. But when I came back to Nigeria, I don't know why I just didn't get around to completing. I think it was no. I, I, I look I forward to going to Colombia. No, I look it's forward like, to going to Colombia next year, if for nothing. But let me just see. Let me just visualize the, the life of the Colombianos. Yeah, nice. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Doreen, for coming on the show. Thank you for answering Thank us. Thank you, more. Thank you, more for having me on. I'm okay. traveling now. <laughs> traveling towards. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm very glad you do. I'd so, so, I'm so happy to connect to you because talking on Instagram, so even these pages on Facebook, it's not like having a real life conversation. I mean, it wasn't. You came online before I realized. Oh my gosh, it's been forever. Don't worry. I know the girls <laughs> out when they hear us. It's like what? No, it is. They will. <laughs> well, at least you've seen a lot they of people in the UK, but. For some of us, it will eventually. Since real, it's just—it's really amazing. But I would be, I would be, I would be in Nigeria um, next month. Okay. I would be around for a whole month, and oh, I would wow. also be having um, the 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 company will be hosting. I won't say myself, so I like Several to seminars. say the company. Yeah, it's separate. It's yeah, separate. the company would actually be hosting a games night. We'll okay. have a games night sometime in July, okay. whereby um, we're bringing our own current clients and also okay. new faces together. Let's show you what we're about abroad at home. Nice, nice. I really would like to be there. I'll send you right through. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate, like, share. Please leave a review on iTunes. Share with your friends. Tell a friend about this podcast. And I'll see you on the next episode. (laughs) 